Tonight, we're going to, like we said, uh, Mariah is going to be sharing with us something that you may be familiar with, but nothing that we have ever taught here in the youth, uh, gospel appointments. Um, and so uh, this is a new strategy uh, to kind of to bridge the gap, to have conversations with friends. Uh, Mariah is uh, alumnus of The Forge. Um, she is, now you're taking classes at Santa Fe or UF or both? Santa Fe. All right, so she's doing Santa Fe classes. Over there, um, she has seen, had a lot of opportunity to share the gospel to a ton of her peers and her friends in college. And so I can't think of anyone more appropriate to come and share with us how to apply um, apply gospel appointments um, to our evangelism efforts. So you guys, without further ado, Mariah, welcome her all up. Yeah. We're on a podcast, so say hi. Didn't know that. On Spotify. Follow us. Um, so I normally don't, like, talk to people, so just bear with me. But um, like Chris said, like, I did the Forge before, and I will tell you that, like, I feel like a hypocrite coming up here and sharing, because in all of high school, I probably shared the gospel, like, twice or once, like, in four years. So I'm definitely not, don't follow my example in high school, but definitely, like, if you just make yourself available and, like, if you just obey God um, to follow him where he's leading, then, like, he will, He can use you. So um, let's just, like, pray before we start. I'll just pray for us. Dear God, I thank you so much uh, for this opportunity to come and share. God, I pray um, that you would just humble us all and speak to us all. And I pray that we wouldn't just see this as, like, another lesson or sermon, but as a training, God, that we can actively use in our um, everyday lives. God, I pray that as a result of this, that people would come to know you, God, in in this youth group, and that, you know, you would just use um, this youth group to further your kingdom. In your name I pray, amen. Amen. So, gospel appointments are basically these papers that you guys have. Um, We use them a lot at, like, UF and Santa Fe's BCM. Um, So, it's actually pretty easy. Literally, if you can read, like, you can share the gospel. Like, all you do is just, like, go through them and um, read each point. But I'm going to talk to you about, like, how to set one up and then um, just kind of, like, how to follow up and all that different stuff. So probably won't take as long as the other speakers. But so basically um, the first important thing about gospel appointments is that you definitely want to show people, like, love and show people how much you care um, through these. It's not just, you know, you're like, oh, hey, like, let me just go through this paper with you. Like, when can you meet up? Okay, thank you. Like, no, you want to start to, like, build a relationship. And so, like, this is definitely something that um, takes a lot of time, and it's not just a one-time thing. Like, a gospel appointment is the beginning of, like, a relationship that you can continue, like, helping this person grow in Christ. And, um, you know, like, it shouldn't just be a one-time thing because, like, a lot of the times people aren't going to accept Christ through this, but through continued friendship and relationship, like, that's what... Um, gets them to accept Christ because they see the love that you have for them. Um, so basically these um, papers can be used. They can be used with like a friend at school or um, I don't know from any sports that you play or they can even be used for like people that come to our events. So there's kind of two different ways to set um, 
one up. You want you can set it up through like people who come to the North Central events, like the Chili Bowl or like the youth giving or whatever that Chris is having, or you can do oh, it. Oh, that through... hasn't been announced yet. Oh, okay. Uh, actually, it has. Now <laughs> there's something for Thanksgiving Day. Anyway, um, and or you can just use it to like set one up with your friends. So however you want to do that. Um, so. We'll first talk about how to set one up with people that are, like, not at youth group or at church or at an event, but it's just, like, a friend at school or maybe, I don't know how many of you have jobs, but, like, a coworker or something like that. Um, so there's this, like, acronym. I don't know if you've heard it before. It's called, like, FIRE. This is just how to, like, start conversation and, like, bridge it into spiritual things. So it's F is for find common ground. I is for interests. R is for, like, relationships like talking about their relationships and getting on a deeper level not just like romantically but um and then e is like experience with spiritual things and so once you kind of go through those it's a lot easier to like transition into like you know talking about like hey like i'm involved in a youth group on wednesday nights or i go to north central or i feel like you know god is calling me to like major in this when i'm in college or just like not editing god out of your um speech so make sure to like ask them those spiritual questions as you get deeper, like, did you grow up going to church or anything like that? Or, um, like, does your family go to church anywhere? Um, So you can always just be listening for their spiritual background. And then um, if you're not at an event, if you're somewhere casual like school or work or, like, an extracurricular event, you can just be like, I've been, like, obviously you're on the topic of something spiritual or talking about church or your faith. which, by the way, like, don't ever edit that out of your speech. I think a lot of times in high school, like, I don't really know why I did this, but I would kind of, like, edit God out of my speech. But then I'd be at church, and I'd be like, I feel like God's calling me to, like, major in, like, biology or, like, go to Santa Fe. But, like, at school, I wouldn't say, like, God, or I wouldn't mention that. So make sure not to edit God out of your, like, just everyday speech because if he truly is, um, like, your God and like he he has lordship over your life and like you're not going to edit that out of just like talking about your life and so um, that really helps a lot in like starting up conversations like first they have to know you're like a Christian and that you like love God before you um, start and then you can just be like hey like I've been learning some pretty helpful things about like having a relationship with God like do you want to meet up and talk about it or you know maybe you're talking about church like do you want to talk like more sometime about like what our church believes um and then like when you're doing that I've seen some people like they're they're talking about their faith or something and then like they it seems like really clear that they went up to this person with the intention of like setting up a gospel conversation and like okay like thanks I'll see you then and they walk away but like that makes somebody feel like they're like a project or like you know that you're just there to convert them so then kind of like continue to like go back to normal conversation or like, you know, see how they're doing and, you know, that you don't want that to be the end of like that conversation. So then like, yeah, don't just like walk away, but continue talking to them. Um, and then also make sure when you do that to set up the time and the place, because a lot of people, they're like afraid to say no. So they'll be like, like, sure. Yeah. Like I'll do that. But then, yeah, but then like they don't, you know, follow through, like they never respond or they don't remember that. So literally just be like, okay, like you want to meet at like Chick-fil-A at noon on Friday, like, sure, I'll see you then, and then, um, make sure that later on, like, in the week, or, like, the day before, or the day up, to, like, remind them, like, hey, like, I'll see you, I'll see you there at, like, noon, or whatever, so that, 
uh, really helps. And then also you can even like, because I know you guys are in school and stuff, so you can even do them at like in the lunchroom. Be like, hey, like tomorrow, do you want me to like show you this resource we have that like shares more about kind of like what I believe in? Um, and I think like that would have been really cool if somebody did that to me in high school, or if I, you know, could have done that to somebody else. And so you can always just do it casually too. You don't have to like have a special like meeting place or anything like that, or even like before school starts. Um, just finding like any time that you guys have that you're free. Um, you can meet up anywhere, anytime, any place. It's like really flexible. Um, and then also if you're at like a North Central event, so pretend we have like Chili Bowl coming up and you meet somebody that like someone brought or something, um, a good thing to ask them, like you really don't have to like transition into like their interests or their hobbies or like, you know, common ground because I mean they're at the event. So you can be like, hey, like, how'd you find out about this event? Most of the time they'll be like, oh, like this, I'm friends with this person or like, um, you know, and you can kind of make friends with them there, show them how much you care about them or like, you know, that you actually want to be their friend, not just like setting up a gospel appointment. Um, but then be like, hey, like, do you want to meet up sometime and maybe just talk more about like what North Central believes or like what our youth group believes? Um, and like, I like this way a lot, like at BCM events, we'll do that. We'll be like, hey, like, do you ever have like, any free time where we can meet up and maybe like get coffee or like get to know each other more and just like learn more about like what the BCM believes and so like by saying that you're saying like I'm going to share like what we believe which is like this paper so um I think it's a lot easier to do this at events so that's like the plus of like inviting people to your events so um and I think it'd be really cool if like we could see because like I know when I was in youth group I didn't see any of our events like chili bowl or anything as like a chance to like share the gospel or like set up one of these but like that would be such a cool vision if we could see like all of our events being for like specifically for the reason of being able to like share the gospel and and, like reach out to these people that like wouldn't normally come to church or like youth or anything like that so that would be really cool um to see because I know like in my time in high school I never was like oh my gosh chili bowl like I can share the gospel so like that is ultimately our purpose for like outreach so um And then once you have it set up, one of the most important things, almost the most important thing is to pray. Like, I cannot stress enough, like, pray for this. Like, text people and ask them to pray. Like, text your disciple or ask them to be praying. Like, ask anyone you know to be praying. Like, I'm sure Chris and Kat would definitely want to know and pray. Um, A lot of times, like, we'll have this really big group chat for, like, BCM, and we'll be like, hey, you guys, like, I have a gospel appointment at this time. Like, be praying. And, like, that's a really important thing because, like, ultimately God is the one who's giving the growth. Like, yes, you can, like, plant seeds in people's lives or, like, water seeds if they already know the gospel. But, like, God is the one who's going to convict them and change them and grow them. And so, like, that is such an important thing to pray because then you're also acknowledging that, like, you need God to change them. Like, you need God to work and the Spirit to move in your gospel appointment, not just, you know, you just showing up and trying to convince them to change their entire life. <laughs> God has to do that. So um, make sure you're praying. Um, a good verse for that, I don't really have time to read it. It's 1 Corinthians um, chapter 3, 5 through 11. Um, that's just kind of like a passage about, like, uh, Paul, who's, like, a really influential man. He's, like, if not one of the greatest missionaries, like, ever. And he's saying, like, like, you know, some people water the seed, some people plant the seed, kind of like I was saying, but, like, God gives the growth, and um, neither the one who plants the seed or waters it are nothing. And so, like, if Paul, who's, like, I mean, I don't know if you've ever read the New Testament, but, like, Paul wrote most of it, but, like, if Paul, who wrote (laughs) that much of the New Testament, who is so good at, like, 
preaching the word and like so in love with God if he needed God you know to give the growth and if he like said that he is nothing compared you know in helping people grow then like definitely we need to apply that um and then like I said earlier make sure to confirm the meeting you know so they actually show up I mean I've had a few times where like I'm like hey like I'll see you there and I get there and like they don't show up but that's okay because then you can spend that time praying for them (laughs) um but um just like make sure that you're coming prepared so like bring whatever you need in this packet like that we have it has some illustrations so like make sure to bring a pen and then always bring an extra copy for like them to read too um and then when you get there like don't just be like all right hey like let's start (laughs) but like sit down and like get to know them and hang out and just talk to them like see how their day is going and like you know like oh hey like what classes are you taking or like you know have school or like anything like that um because again they don't want to feel like your spiritual project or like you're just there to convert them like they want like the purpose is that you show them like that you love them um and that you show god's love through them and so just like be chill and hang out and i would say like don't even pull out these papers until you're ready to go through them just so it feels really like casual at the beginning um and then the fifth thing is like just kind of like start transitioning into a little bit like deeper um things so like you can talk about like family or like their background spiritually or you can talk about um just like a struggle or something that you go through in life, just something deeper than just like, like surface level conversation. Um, and then start to ask them kind of about their background and their story. And then there's like three things. It's like their story, your story, and then God's story. So you first hear their story, you know, who, like who they are, what religion they're from, or, you know, cause that will really help you understand like where they're coming from. Um, you can ask them a lot of questions and then normally if you are asking them those questions, like they'll kind of ask them back, which is a lot better than just being like, well, for me, like, but you can also do that. Um, sharing your story is really important before you start because like it connects the gospel like on a personal level. Um, and it really helps, you know, them to like, see like why this is important or why it's relevant, um, to anyone's life and make sure you just share like how much God has changed you, you know, from before, like I once was this and now I'm this, um, with God and, and really emphasize that like, you're not perfect. Um, and this applies like way, like just as much for you as it does for them. Um, and then share God's story, which is these papers. Um, so if you guys want to look at these papers, I'm just going to kind of run through them. I won't go through like every little thing. And I know you guys have already seen a lot of the illustrations, like who's heard of like the bridge illustration. Yeah. There's the bridge, and then there's, like, the pie. Amy said that you guys have heard that before. It's, like, pieces of your life, and then Lord is in the middle. I'm going to get one really fast. So, literally, all you have to do is be like, okay, so, hey, I have, like, this resource that, because, like, they already know you set this meeting up intentionally to be like, hey, like, can I share more about what we believe? Or, like, do you want to hear more about, like, what I've been learning or, like, in my church or something? So that's what I really love about these appointments is you can't just, like, chicken out. You know, you can't, like not share because like they know you're there to share and so you kind of transition into this you pull it out it's actually really like casual and like never have I ever heard of anyone like being offended that you shared this with them because it's just like facts and it's like this is what the bible says about being a believer and so it's really easy um so you just kind of read through it and you talk about at the beginning there's like statistics um oh and one more thing I would say is like always bring someone with you Taylor has come like with me a lot and I've gone with Taylor to like a lot of different we call them gospel appointments that we set up with people and it always helps it's like 
a lot more casual when there's like three people. Um, I would say don't bring more than one other person because three on one is a lot. Um, but <laughs> just kind of like read through these and, um, you know, this this is saying like 82% of all Americans claim to be Christians. And then this kind of addresses that because a lot of people have problems with like hypocrisy in the church and, you know, like all the people that claim to be Christians. Um, and so then the first illustration it talks about here, you literally just read these. Um, and then the first illustration it talks about is the fruit test. Um, so... You read this and you say, like, Jesus really had only one test to conduct to see if someone belonged to him, the fruit test. You will know them by their fruit, Matthew 7, 20. Um, apple tree illustration. Fruit is one is what one's life produces, words, actions, and attitudes. Um, so then you just, like, talk about this illustration. Does anyone know what it is, the apple tree illustration? So um, <laughs> this illustration is, it's, like, really simple. I really, it's, like, my favorite one in here. But basically it's, like, you have a tree. Um, and that tree, like, for a while, you don't know what it is. It's just, like, a regular tree, unless you're, like, Amy, and you know what, like, leaves identify a tree. <laughs> but basically for everyone else, it's, like, you see, like, you know it's an orange tree because it has, like, oranges that grow on it. Like, if you saw a tree and it was growing apples, you'd be, like, what kind of tree is that? Like, that's an apple tree. It's really basic. But, like, fruit is what your life produces. And so, like, you're saying, like, if you looked at this tree, like, it was clearly growing apples, and you were, like that's an orange tree. They'd be like, no, it's not. <laughs> so that's just kind of like the evidence of what your life is producing. And so like in the same way, it's like, this is what your words and your actions and your attitudes should be producing. Um, and then there's another illustration, like right down in the next paragraph under Second Corinthians 5:17. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone and the new has come. Um, so basically it's just emphasizing that like when you accept Christ into your life, there's going to be some changes. And then hopefully you'll, you will already have been talking to them about those changes, like by sharing your story. Um, so basically you share this semi-truck illustration. And so basically it's like, if I were here today and I was like running really late and I like arrived and I'm like, Hey, like, I'm so sorry. I'm late. Like I was on my way here, like crossing the street and like, I got hit by a semi, like, sorry. Um, like, you clearly didn't get hit by a semi cause you really don't look messed up. But like, if you came here dragging, dragging your foot and you're just bleeding out and like, you're like all bloody and like, you've got glass in your head. Like you clearly got hit by a semi, like, that means, like, you have the evidence of being hit by a semi. And, like, that's what, like, accepting God is, like, be, being hit by a semi. It's, like, radical change. Um, it's kind of like what we talked about at camp when, um, I forgot his name, Pastor Tim was talking about, like, baptism where you're, like, fully immersed. You know, that's, like, you're clearly, like, immersed in what, like, God has put you in. And so that's the semi-truck illustration. And then um, you continue to read through these. You literally just keep on reading. You can even ask them to read sometimes. You're like, hey, do you want to read the next part? And then they'll read like, it's important to remember that salvation is in no way earned because of one's fruit or good works. Um, you continue reading. There's some verses. Um, so it's super easy. Like I would never be able to like remember all of this, but like through reading it, it's really easy. Um, and then it starts to get a little more serious. There's a question under all of those verses, and it says, if you died right now and God asked you, why should I let you into my heaven, what would you say? What percent chance would you have of going to heaven? Um, and a lot of people, like, you want to set up gospel appointments not just for people who, like, don't know the gospel or who have never heard, but even, like, Christians. Like, we do it at BCM with literally everyone just to see where they are. And, like, you'd be surprised the number of even people who, like, say they believe in God or who are Christians that are, like, 
I think like I'd have like an 80% chance. And so like definitely the, the right answer is like a hundred percent chance. Like for sure you've been like, if you're in Christ, like we've read earlier, you're a new creation. And so, um, you want to get that question from them. And then you ask them this eight question test to find out if you're good enough to get into heaven. Um, and so it just goes through, it's like, have you ever told a lie? Have you ever given money to charity? Have you ever gone to church? I'm not going to read the rest. Um, and you answer yes or no. And then basically you, you want to do this with them. So it doesn't feel like awkward. Like you're just like watching them answer these questions. Like definitely all of this applies to you as well. Um, we need God just as much as they need God. And so, then you look at the bottom, and it's like, let's see how you did. Some, some questions are scored as a group, and others are scored separately. So then you flip the page, and it goes through a couple of the questions and some verses with them. And so I really like this because it talks about, like, the law. And, you know, this is how a lot of people live, like, their spiritual lives or see religion. You know, it's like a set of rules that you have to follow. But, of course, like, nobody's perfect, and nobody can fully follow it. And so... Um, it first starts off like, have you ever told a lie? The ninth commandment of the tenth is saying, you shall not lie. Telling just one lie according to God's standard makes us a liar. And then it continues on in the same pattern. Um, and then you can continue asking, like, have you ever given money to charity? Have you gone to church regularly? So you can kind of like casually talk about these. You don't have to literally go through every answer and be like, where have you given to charity? Like, that's a, like, you can just like kind of generalize these. Um, and then it even talks about like the good works, like the good things in here is saying like giving money to charity, going to church and reading the Bible are all good activities, but none of them impress God. The Bible says, and all of our righteous acts are like filthy rags. We all shrivel up like a leaf in the wind, our sins sweep away. Um, and so that means all of our righteous acts and good deeds that questions two, three, and six talk about can never make up for the fact that we've broken God's holy commandments. Think about it this way. If a person was guilty of a serious crime such as murder, but he gave money to charity, does that make up for his crime? No. The person's crime hasn't been paid for because he gave money to charity. This good deed will mean nothing to the judge when he passes the sentence. The murder must still be punished. Um, so it gets a little awkward at that point because then they're like, well, you're going to hell. <laughs> so, but then you get to share, like, the good news. So, um, basically, like, you share the bad news, like, judging by God's standards, by just five of the Ten Commandments, if God is perfectly just and he judges you by his standard, would you be innocent or guilty? Um, and do you think you would go to heaven or hell? Um, and does this concern you? <laughs> and so they answer those questions, and then you share this story. And I really love this story. Um, so the solution, the good news. Think of it this way. Imagine you're in a courtroom. You're guilty of many serious crimes. The judge says it's a fine of $500 million or prison. You don't have anywhere near that amount of money, so they begin to walk you out of the courtroom when someone you don't even know appears. He runs up to the judge with a check and says, I've paid the fine for you. Now that the fine has been paid, the law no longer has any hold on you. You're free because of the gift you were given. Um, so that's like a, like definitely the main message that you're sharing with them. And then on the back side, it's going to like share you some of like the illustrations so you can actually talk about like what is it that God paid and like how. And that's like with the bridge illustration that you guys have already seen and then the pie illustration. Um, so you read through this paragraph, like sh saying, like, this is what God did for you. It has like John 3:16, which hopefully you know. If you don't, you should memorize it. Um, and then it has Romans 6:23, which is like the verse we use for the bridge illustration. Okay. And then really fast before we end, 
Ellie, do you want to come up and show us the bridge illustration? <laughs> Put it on the spot. So Ellie's going to show us the bridge illustration. I know you guys have probably already seen it, but like, like this, this is, yeah, this is just how you share it. <laughs> All right. So I'm sure you guys know about Romans 3.23, but it says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And so um, basically we've got these two like <coughs> cliffs over here. And on this side we have man. Give him a little smile. Don't judge my artistic abilities. And then we have God on this side. So when God created the earth, he created it like with God and people united, but we let our own sin get in between and it's like this giant cavern with or chasm was built between us and like little flames over here. Um <laughs> So a lot of people, we try to do different things to get to God. We try to build bridges and like, oh, if I give enough money to charity, then I'll be able to get there to God. If I uh, go to church every week or maybe at least on Easter and Christmas, then I can build a bridge long enough to get to God. But the fact is, no matter what we do, like money, success, anything, we're never going to build a bridge big enough to get to God because the chasm of sin is like way too deep. Um, so that's where uh, Romans 6.23 comes in. says, does anyone know what it says? God's only way. Not that verse, but that's true. Um, it says that the wages of sin is death. And so that's where this is. The wages of sin is death. A wage, if you guys have a, like a part-time job, that's something you earn. A wage is something that you do work for and you earn in return. So the wage of our sin is death. But the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So that's where the bridge comes in. Oh, this is not going to be a good bridge. Oh. <laughs> it's okay. And that's... <laughs> Jesus is like... It's a, broken, it's a broken cross, you know? But this is where the bridge comes in because Jesus bridged the gap between us and God. And that's what Romans 6.23 explains. It's like... What we have earned is death, but the gift of God is salvation. And when Jesus came to the cross and died, he took away all of our sins on himself. And through his sacrifice, he built a bridge for us to be able to get to God. But the thing is, it's like if I'm trying to hand Mariah this marker, like I'm like, here, Mariah, here's a gift for you. Like, is it hers right now? Not yet. When, is it, when does it become hers? Now it's hers. So what God is doing is he's giving us the gift of salvation, but until we actually reach out and take it, it's not ours. So for us to get to God, the bridge has been built, but we still have to accept salvation to get to him. Okay, I know I'm like out of time, but basically at the end, you can give them the opportunity. Like this is one of the most important parts, like is saying like this is for everyone in the world. Like God died... For you, he died for, you know, everyone you know. Like, he died for the whole world. Like, God so loved the world. Like, you can emphasize that in John 3, 16. Um, so there's a prayer down here. Um, and you you read them. You can read through the prayer and say, like, does this um, show the desire of your heart? And then, like, depending on what they say, you know. Um, and if they say no, like, you can still continue to meet up with them. Be like, I understand. Like, this does take a lot of time. And, like, it normally takes, like, a few times for you know, God, like, to change someone, like, a few times of sharing the gospel, so, um, that's it, I would say, like, definitely share your stories with everyone, especially when somebody comes to Christ, it's really cool, so, yeah, it's 559, so, that's all, I'll, I'll pray for us really, really fast, um, God, I thank you so much for this time, and just for this group of students that, um,
you have brought together and I thank you for you know all the leaders that are serving here God and especially Chris and Kat God that they love these um, students so much and want to pour into them and God I pray that we could use this to be a light to people God like in, in John it says like the light shines in the dark and the darkness cannot overcome it God and I pray that that is what we would be is um, we would be a light to people God that are in really dark places God I pray that you would give us all boldness God to just go out and share um your truth to people. Um, I pray this in your name. Amen.